Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Who is it? You're back to being excited after I a few am. week absence. Well, <laughs> she's a actor and writer. She's written for Thundercats Roar on the Cartoon mm. Network and the upcoming Amazon Prime show Fairfax. It's Connie Shin. Hi. Hello. Hi, Connie. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in my bedroom, sitting on my bed. Isn't that a beautiful new world of podcasting? All of us, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I am a fan of this podcast. Oh, thank well, you. Thank so you know you. what you're in for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I listened to the Jeff Hiller episode. Show had you you had seen Showgirls before? Oh, several several times. It's one of those things that felt like it was made for me. <laughs> yeah, like a, do you have an early memory of like <laughs> a camp movie? Um, I just remember me and my sisters, we would watch the movie Three Ninjas over and over again because we liked making fun of it. Uh, sure. I've never seen Three Ninjas. Okay. It's great. It's, um, you know, something's going to be bad when the advertisement uh, references other movies. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Home Alone meets Ninja Turtles meets, and um, yeah, like even as kids were like, Bad acting, bad acting. What's this guy's deal? Oh my! And he loved it, and I didn't know why. And then I got older, and I was like, "Oh, mommy dearest." You like trash? That that's like the Rosetta Stone, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's just something special there. So you're saying Three Ninjas is like an undiscovered camp classic? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> was yeah. there a sequel yeah. at like a amusement park? <laughs> three more ninjas. Three. There was three. three of them. Oh, there's a trilogy. Wow! So there's nine ninjas. There, no, um, this the the prequel is the one that takes place at amusement park. I see. And has the Hulk. The sequel takes place in Japan. When you say the Hulk, you mean Hulk Hogan? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not you're, Mark. You're Ruffalo. giving him a big upgrade by that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Hulk Hogan and I believe Lonnie Anderson. Oh, that's a stacked cast of wow. peroxide blondes in many ways. Are you? I know you like horror movie. Do you like the werewolf genre? I love horror, but werewolf usually it doesn't. Um, it usually doesn't stand out to me because there's usually um, it's all about the transformation. Yes, there's not that much personality play that mm-hmm. goes into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I make exceptions. You have to make exceptions. Mm-hmm. I guess the only like big ho- werewolf, like the biggest one, is probably American Werewolf in London, right? You I, know, I, I feel like that's I, the big one, or the Howling. Sure. I think I saw that one. I'm not sure. Don't bother. It's directed by John Landis. He's one of Hollywood's greatest monsters who should be in prison. <laughs> I, I think I did <laughs> yeah. see it actually. <laughs> he truly is monster, actually. Look up uh, the Twilight Zone accident. He uh, oh, I'm is a criminal. We're talking about ginger snaps today. John, what's the deal with ginger snaps? Okay. Well, ginger snaps came out in 2000. It is a Canadian horror film directed by John Fawcett, starring Emily Perkins and Catherine Isabel. The film focused on two death obsessed sisters who must deal with the tragic consequences when one of them is bitten by a deadly werewolf. Uh, it's the first installment of the Ginger Snaps series, followed by Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed and Ginger Snaps Back, the beginning. Uh, its reputation includes a large cult following and significant critical acclaim. That is Ginger Snaps. So, Connie, we asked you to pick a movie. You immediately replied with Ginger Snaps. <laughs> Why Ginger Snaps? Um, I've, I first heard about this movie super recently. Mm. Um, I heard about it this year because Elmo Drafthouse was going to do a screening of it. But I couldn't go to that screening. And then um, during the COVID lockdown happened. And I got Shudder, and I saw that Ginger Snaps was playing on Shudder, and I was just like, "Holy shit! I, I have to watch this." Not knowing anything, Ooh, I wa- watched it. Blew my mind. <laughs> like I've never seen anything like it. And if I imagine if I saw it as a kid, my head would have exploded. <laughs> what is it about it that like resonates with you so much? Do you think? You know what? It's it's Mark. It's a million times crazier than you think it is. Um, I, I think it's just, pretty crazy. You don't know how crazy, crazy I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like, like, cause like I, when I became aware of this movie, mm. I watched it daily for about a week. Okay. Okay. I can see that. And, and after a while I was like, what's, what am I getting from this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why is this so soothing? Oh. And it's something about the sisters. Okay. One, it's not that often you get a movie where the main characters are like death obsessed outcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's two of them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're women and they're just so like everyone. Let's just live out the apocalypse in our room. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, there's like this, there's like, like fat little goth kid in me that's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and um, it's so campy. Like, I mean, Emily Perkins, who most people probably know from the It miniseries. She's in it, and she's a fantastic actor. Like, she's so, she's just really good. And then you got the other sister, Catherine, I'm forgetting her last name, but she, her, her performance, you can tell she's having a lot of mm-hmm. fun with. Like, there's a line reading where she's like, well, you always wanted to be me. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your martini glass? Mm-hmm. And, um... I don't, how many times did you guys watch this movie? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, let's get it. So you love it. John, what's your history with Ginger Snaps? I had never heard of Ginger Snaps. Um, <laughs> I did not know what it was. When you said, Connie wants to watch Ginger Snaps, I went, what's that? And you were like, oh, it's a thing. Uh, so I was like, all right. So I watched it. I literally finished it 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am. I thought it was great. Like, I re- genuinely liked it. At first, I was, like, confused. And then I stopped being con- stopped. I didn't stop being confused, but I stopped caring that I was confused Mm. and just sort of went with it. And then I still am confused, but I don't care about the parts. Well, we'll talk about it. Uh, But I liked it a lot and I could totally see like watching it again and again. I could totally see this being a movie. If you catch it at a certain time, like in your life, especially if you're younger, like it becomes a movie that you're like, oh, wait, I have to. I could see like absorbing this movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The way like a lot of people did like The Breakfast Club or something like that. Like if you find it, if they, if you like connect with that movie at a certain time. Mm-hmm. How about you, Mark? What's your uh, your history with Ginger Snaps? Well, what a rich tapestry, my history with Ginger Snaps. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I rented it on Netflix back when they, well, back when I got discs. Mm-hmm. So probably 15 years ago, maybe I saw it. And I remember liking it. And I had the sequels in my queue, but then they transitioned to streaming and I never got to them. Um, (laughs) So this was my second time watching it. And I like it. I think it's fun. I feel like it is like a fresh reinvention of like werewolf as menstruation kind of um, parallels. And I think that really works. And the, the sisters, I like how they truly do have each other's backs, which feels unique. And I also love these like, it's almost like a pre 9-11 nihilism that was like acceptable you know what i mean like sure. i just want to die it's like well you haven't really experienced anything like what are you really complaining about you live in the suburbs you're doing fine but it, that was uh pre 9-11 for you <laughs> you know what i mean well it's so, also like pre like school shooting like before those became so um in vogue i guess in vogue trendy you know yeah so that like it didn't seem so like oh this is a real th-. you know what i mean it didn't feel as like real and dangerous yeah. i think uh, but it's fun. It also reminds me of like Greg Araki movies, like how the characters mm-hmm. are kind of like disaffected. But then like yeah. the horror elements are really strong. Like the effects are great. The horror is great. Uh, uh, this movie maybe has more dead dogs than any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> which, yeah. Thankfully, okay, they, so... they always look fake. Thankfully. <laughs> so that it was those dogs that really confused me at first because I wasn't sure if at first the first dog that we see dead, I yes. thought the sisters had killed. But that wasn't the case. That was a nut. There was a pre-existing werewolf who we don't know who that werewolf was. I don't think. Gotcha. Then he got probably hit by the, the werewolf. That he got, got hit yeah, by the that, van. That got hit by Sam the drug dealer. Yes. But then what I got confused by again is when at the field hockey practice, when the mean girl, the Canadian mean girl, um, <laughs> yes. uh, when she like knocks over, um, what, what's her name? Not not Ginger, the other girl, Bridget. 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 And like suddenly she's on top of a dead dog again, and I was like, "What just happened?" Like that confused me. Sure. Was yeah. That, I don't, did I don't you know? Understand. Do you know the moment I'm talking about? I do. I don't know why nobody. I do. Noticed that I dead do because that was <laughs> that was a little confusing to me too. But I think that's you've just seen it, the way it was. Shot. I like rewounded it because I because I literally like looked away for a second, and then I was like, "Was she holding that dead?" Like it seemed like it <laughs> fell out of her pocket or something. Um, but, I think yeah, this town weird. is just has more dead dogs than Starbucks. Yeah. Right. Well, because that was the other thing that I was confused at first, because when that woman with the first dead dog, she like came running out and like screaming. She had like a baby in her hands. And, like all these kids are playing like hockey in the street. Yeah. Um, this is how you know it's Canadian. Um, And she like freaks out and they're all just like, whatever. So I'm like, 
Is she crazy? Does this happen all the time? That's disaffected youth for you. Disaffected. Those Canadians, they just don't give a shit. Well, Connie, as you may <laughs> and probably do know, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. And we have a very complex <laughs> and Byzantine scoring system that we use to judge the gayest movies ever. So we have, we're going to go through a bunch of categories. And at the end of this, you are going to add a category. And it could become, become canon. canon. Ooh, all right. Yay. So this is, we're going to go through quickly go through our topic. Top five are current standings. Um, so this is the percentage out of total, total possible points. Number five with 72.74%. Labyrinth. Number four with 76.50%. Cats. Number three with 76.52%. Funny Girl. Number two with 78.59%. Bradley Cooper's A Star is Born. And number one with 79.51%. Grease 2. So let's get into this first round of categories. These are our canon categories. We would say the essential categories. We're each going to give a score out of 100, and then the movie gets the average of all three of our scores. The first category is homoeroticism. So, Connie, on a scale of 0 to 100, how homoerotic is Ginger Snaps? There's some homoeroticism. The part where the sister pierces the other one's belly button. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yes. Because the music that they're playing when her she's getting her belly button pierced is like sexy music. Yeah. And she's sure. like holding onto the bed rails, just going. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And they're sisters. So it's definitely homoerotic. Yeah. Um, but well, it, there's more like uh, the part where they uh, spoiler, they accidentally kill that mean Canadian girl, you know, that yeah, stereotypical yeah. mean Canadian girl. Yeah. And um, she's there. Uh, Ginger's like, do you think she's pretty? And um, Bridget's like, if I wasn't here, would you eat her? <laughs> You're saying that's a and metaphor. <laughs> it's it's something a little homoerotic about it. And um, yeah, yeah. There's also the scene where the one um, Bridget checks Ginger's tail. Like she takes oh, her right, comforter yeah. off and like hits her butt. She's wearing underwear, but then she slowly pulls down her underwear to see that she has a tail. How did she know to look there? I don't know. Like, like, why did she think to look there? You know, it's a low budget movie. I think, didn't she, she just saw a lump? Like, I think she saw that, like, somehow, like, a, a sheet was moved and she saw the lower back with a weird, like, extra lump in it. I think you're giving this movie a lot more credit. Possibly. possibly. It's entirely possible. Um, but other than, I didn't think it was that homoerotic, essentially. It wasn't. I was curious. So, Connie, have you seen, like, the prequel and the sequel to this movie as well? Um, I saw the sequel. I tried watching the prequel, but it, it got a little too crazy for me, so I stopped. Because <laughs> um, part of what I was confused about at the beginning of this movie was the relationship between the two sisters. Like, it uh-huh. seemed weird and potentially more than, like, and also they didn't look anything actually like sisters. So that was also confusing, where I thought, like, oh, was one of them adopted somehow? Um, so you thought there were incestuous overtones? I was wondering if there's, like, a reading or, like, a fan take or like people view them as this, if that sort of well, I'm I Google ginger snaps. I Google ginger snaps gay, and okay. there wasn't a lot. It's gotcha. more people consider it more feminist than like lesbian. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just because it's lesbian or feminist doesn't mean it's lesbian. That is well, true. Well, Lucy Absolutely. Lawless does have an uncredited cameo in this. She's the voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. What voiceover? There's voiceover. Like the uh, announcements. Oh. I thought not there. So, Connie, on a scale of zero to 100, what would you give Ginger Snaps for uh, homoeroticism? 
I would give it a bisexual 54. 54. Is that a bisexual <laughs> number? It's about halfway, a little more than halfway. It's on the scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, It's pretty low for me. I'm actually going to go 24. 24. Um, yeah, there's not. I'll go 25. Just slightly more than John. Um, <laughs> okay, showing me up. Okay, Showing you up. All right, next category. Actual gay characters on a scale of zero to one hundred. How many act are there? Actual gay characters in this? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. So, what do you want to give it, Connie? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I'm just realizing now there aren't any. <sighs> do you no want to change like... your movie pick to Three Ninjas? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would say 10% then. 10. Are there yeah. incestuous overtones or undertones to the Three Ninjas <laughs> franchise? We could always put them on. I'm sure we could map it on top of them. I don't think there's incestuous undertones for Ginger Snaps. I think they're just codependent. Yeah. Gotcha. So, John, what are you going to give it for actual gay characters? Yeah, because they're at a high school, maybe some of them haven't figured it out yet. I'll also go 10. 10. Um... I'm going to go three <laughs> just for that. Ice. All right. Next category. Camp factor on a scale of zero to 100. How campy is ginger snaps? It's pretty campy. It's got a lot of fun camp elements. Like, like even that nurse who like tells them about men mm -hmm. menstruation. That's pretty campy. She's so happy. Mimi Rogers. She's pretty campy throughout in a way that like, I like, it feels like very like, uh, and she's in control of it. It's not, you know, like a, a misplaced camp, as <laughs> it were. She's not unhinged. Exactly. But I like it. Like, she definitely is, like, definitely a little higher pitched. Uh, I think it actually is a pretty campy movie. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, because you only saw it once, but... Okay. <laughs> uh, three of the characters... <laughs> this is I have a laptop writing. open when I watch it, Connie, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. But this is something you, you really got to watch it twice to notice. Um... Three of the characters have monologues that are written in the same style that are like, they're really intense, long monologues, but they're, they're written um, in the style of like, all that goes is I'm on the corner of Nowheresville and, <laughs> and right now the gas is gunning towards fucked up alley. Like three of the characters <laughs> talk like that in this movie. And each time I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> Cause um, the Sam, the drug dealer talks like that yeah. once um uh, the that one random dude who ends up turning right talks like that and uh bridget talks like that at one point and it's so insane because normally no one talks like that <laughs> so they all have this weird ethan hawk moment sure. where they're like they literally say direct street directions and say i'm on the corner of fucked up Blank and, and like... losing my mind and everything points to bullet in the head and it's just yeah that's so insanely campy so what are you gonna if you had to give it a number on zero between zero and 100 what would you give it i'd say 99 99 there's barely anything campier <laughs> uh i think there is a lot of camp but it doesn't go super super crazy uh i do want to appreciate that they did do all actual special effects and that so there's no cgi or anything like that the cgi so are special effects john yeah, but there's none of that. Like, you mean practical, just, practical effects? effects? Okay, mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> but it's not like super, like there's nothing real draggy about it. Um, like the women also like are never like, not that they should, but like they. it's not like they like 
are like almost naked as they're being chased or anything right. like that. So it doesn't have that sort of like ridiculousness to it. So I'm gonna go eighty one. Eighty one. You think it's pretty campy. I do. I do think like especially Mimi Rogers as Pamela. I just gotta she does a lot for me for this. Um all right, I made a little list. This isn't as big as some of my previous mm-hmm. camp lists. Okay. But there's some stuff. Uh, first things, uh, a goth girl doing chores. The line, suicide's like the ultimate fuck you. It's so us. The entirety of goth culture, a lawnmower accident, slideshows, nobody noticing a huge dead dog in the middle of a field, a mom being excited about her daughter's period, a canted camera angle, smoking dope in a van, a mom making strawberry shortcake to celebrate her daughter's period, being in love with a drug dealer, a greenhouse, the body horror genre, keeping severed fingers in a Tupperware, a minivan, an unfinished basement, and finally, a goth girl wanting to live. Um, This isn't the campiest. I feel like the dialogue is like super campy like they Uh have a lot of fun um but it's not the campiest thing i've ever seen so i'm going to give it a 65 all right what about performances though i'm giving it a 65 (laughs) that's more than i gave funny girl there's slow motion camera shots of ginger throwing her body against the bathroom door trying to break it down in her underwear yeah and that's reflected in your score (laughs) mark (laughs) what All right, our next category, over-the-top wardrobe. Pretty much just the sisters and the mom, Mimi Rogers, like, denim. But Yeah, but it's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's almost, like, sketchy, though. You know what I mean? Like, sketch comedy mom? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know right away, she's the mom. Oh, she's yeah. The mom. Well, based on her curly side bangs, you could tell yeah. she's the mom. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think... A- well, because the girls, the way they're dressed, it's all very bulky to like yeah. disguise their figures. But then when Ginger decides she's going all out and she has two white streaks mm-hmm. down yeah, her hair, right. mm-hmm. because that's a thing that werewolves do, apparently. They're like horns. But it, what's really funny is like everyone's like jaw dropped, but she looks exactly the same. She's just not wearing a jacket. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. just like showing off her, her tits a little more. Yeah. And she doesn't have a backpack, so I'm like, did you just not go ready to school? <laughs> <laughs> and why are you still going? Yeah, and then you see Bridget's reaction to her sister walking down the hall, and she's just like, what? And I'm like, you guys came together. I don't yeah. know why you're jaw-dropping now. Um, but yeah, what's really funny is in order to get that look going, she bangs on the bathroom door the morning of. She's like, I have to get ready for school! <laughs> She's still a high school student. Um, so what are you going to give this on 0 to 100 for over-the-top wardrobe? Eh, I'd say 30. 30. Yeah. I'm, Tough but fair. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, 24. 24. I'm going to go 25. Mm-hmm. It's not that over-the-top. No. All right, next category, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Ginger Snaps and come away inspired? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like in anything specific any specific well, reason why well what's funny about ginger snaps is ginger is turning into a werewolf but slowly right right like you see um her growing fur and then you see her her nails become werewolf like but just her right. nails mm-hmm. which i thought was so funny because she doesn't even try to hide them right they, they, they never even like, call them out they're just there 
Yeah, they just look like little pistachios. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and then she just has like those two little TLC streaks and Mm -hmm. um, sort of things. And so she's like half werewolfed out throughout the movie. So I think a drag queen could have a lot of fun with that. Also, like the goth looks and like all these mm-hmm. these two thousand early two thousand looks are pretty. I forgot what they like. That is such a dated look now. Well, they're <laughs> both wearing big like... bulky jackets. Sure. Oh yeah, remember Tommy Hilfiger? I do remember do Tommy Hilfiger. Sure, died in a fire, didn't he? <laughs> Did he really die in a fire? No. no. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, so, what would you give this for drag queen inspiration? I would say 45. 45. Yeah, unfortunately, I think along with the wardrobe being so low, I think the drag queen inspiration is pretty low, too. I'll go 33. 33. I'm going to go 25. There's not much. Although I would love to see like a where, you know, drag queens love doing reveals. It's mm-hmm. almost like hack now. But to do a where you turn into a werewolf on stage. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Next category. <laughs> on a scale of zero to hundred, how likely are you to recommend this to gay people? Oh, I've I've been recommending this to everyone I know. That's true. Very likely. Do I have to give a percentage? Mm-hmm. You do. Oh, okay. A hundred. A hundred. There's <laughs> okay. nothing you'll recommend more. Um, yeah, it's not that. I would definitely be like, all right. Do you like this sort of high school genre pictures? Like, do you like that? Do you like horror? If you like those things, then you definitely should check this out. Um. <laughs> So if you I like say, angry women, you'll like this. You, yes. <laughs> That's true. If you like angry women not apologizing for their anger, you will love Ginger Snaps. Uh, I will <laughs> give it um, I'll give it a 76. 76. Like trombones. The very ones. Um, yeah, I feel there's nothing like explicitly gay. I mean, it is like horror from like a woman's point of view, which mm-hmm. is refreshing. Um but I don't think you need to I'm going to give it 75. I do like it. Don't get me wrong. Okay, next category. The male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? It's not a very horny camera overall. Not for anybody. It also makes the guys seem like such schlubs that it is crazy when Ginger is like horny for them. Like that does seem crazy because like, what do you, why are you going nuts for these guys? They're all losers. Mm -hmm. So I like how that almost plays into her transformation of like losing her mind, becoming more animalistic. Right. So maybe that was a choice to not (laughs) have anyone be sexy. Maybe, maybe. I like how the sex scene with her and that guy is like terrifying. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, like she, he's like legit screaming and she's just going, who's the guy? <laughs> <laughs> and he comes away bloody and scarred and his friends are like, dude, what happened? And he's just like, Ginger Fitzgerald rocked my world. <laughs> and now my dick is bleeding. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he had a cigarette put out on him. It, it looked like he had a couple did. on his face. You don't really see no male nudity in this. You get like a brief glimpse of his chest when she like rips open the shirt, but that's about it. If anything, you see the female form way more than her than the males. And even that's like it doesn't feel salacious. Yeah, I would say twenty percent. Twenty. Yeah, I'm gonna go seventeen. Seventeen. I'm gonna go two. (laughs) I don't think it was very. It was just that one shot where she rips his shirt off and it's over before you. I don't even you barely see a nipple. All right, next category: entrances with pizzazz. 
Um, there's a couple. I thought Juliet, like she, like the garage door opened. That was her big entrance into the movie. Bridget. Is that her name? Brigitte? What's her name? Yes. Um, and Bridget. then also um, Sam, the drug dealer, he sort of like drove in in his car, sold a lot of drugs yep. and drove out. Like that was a big sort of like moment to be like, who is this character? And he pulls into his spot like fast. Yeah. Like it's his spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, cause like he kind of startles the girl that's near his spot. And, um, oh, and when Ginger is on her period and decides to do it up at school, mm-hmm. that's an entrance. Oh, point. and this is this is really fucking funny. They play like this techno-y music for when she's walking down the hall in slow motion. <laughs> and when yeah. she goes off with that guy later, she turns on the engine and that music starts playing again, but from within the car. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So in this world, that song exists. <laughs> yeah. And it just follows her specifically around, I guess. <laughs> Um, and I guess like werewolves jumping out at you can be an entrance with pizzazz, like yeah. coming out of the dark from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like the initial attack on Ginger is like very startling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Connie, what would you give this on zero to a hundred for entrances with pizzazz? 70. 70. Yeah, I will do 73. Ooh. 73. Um, I'm going to give it 56. I didn't think it was that. Alrighty. It's just those ones we mentioned. All right, next category, dramatic lighting. How dramatic is the lighting in Ginger Snaps? Mm, well, they do, they open the movie with a death montage, a photography death montage. <laughs> yes, right. that looks very 2000, <laughs> the <Yeah>. year 2000. <laughs> I mean, they have like, there's like the nighttime lighting. There's like the, the, the when they're fighting inside the house in the unfinished basement, they're that sort of like. Yes. I think like the lighting with the flickering light. Yes. The lighting in their bedroom that has the, they have those weird sort of like curt, like beaded curtains almost that have light coming up and they have that light board between them. There's some like weird lighting. Their bedroom choices. was crazy. Was it it looks like the, it looked like a room from like saw. Yeah. You know, so parents like would be like, grim. you're not living like this. This is not happening. You each get in your own <laughs> no. room. This is too weird. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I'm not installing fluorescent lights above your headboards. No. It was very strange. This is in a Nine Inch Nails video. Yeah, I don't know why they were living in an unfinished room. And I don't know why they were so angsty. It seemed like it was like the attic or something. It was like the basement. And they, okay. I don't know why they were like that. Because their parents seemed very nice. Very square. Yeah. I if anything. They obviously were very like accommodating. Yeah, so I don't know why they were so angsty. That's Canada for you. There you go. So what would you give this for dramatic lighting, honey? Eh, I would say about 55. 55. Yeah, there's nothing too too crazy about it, so I'll go 55. 55. You know what? I'll also go 55. All right, next category. Strident women. Are there strident women in Ginger Snaps? It's almost everybody. Pretty much Every... everyone, except for the mom and that nurse. Yeah. And even then, they stand the fuck out. Right? <laughs> Trina is the mean Canadian girl. Yeah. Oh, I like the line where... Who just has curly hair. There's a line where Bridget says to Ginger, Ginger, you had unprotected sex and you gave it to him. And then Ginger just goes, oops. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great. Oh my god. The part where um Trini's trying to bully Bridget, she's like, You're a bigger cunt than your sister. And Bridget goes, I am not. 
<laughs> I feel like it's such like a generation because this was now 20 years ago. And like, you know, Gen Z has the reputation for being like the kindest, most empathic generation. And it couldn't be <laughs> such a marked difference from like ginger snaps. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the kids are all so vicious. Yeah, these mean girls are pretty mean. But I love how the main mean girl's in love with the drug dealer. That's very funny to me. <laughs> and she brings her Rottweiler to school for some to reason. School. That was weird, yeah. <laughs> Why does she have a Rottweiler with her during school hours? I don't know. It was part of her project that day. <laughs> it was show and tell. <laughs> uh, so what are you going to give this for strident women? A uh, hundred. A hundred. Uh, yeah, I'm going 96. 96. Um, I'm going to go 97. They're pretty strident. Given an average of 97.67, three points higher than Funny Girl. Wow. Pretty good. Which, <laughs> all right, next category. Macabre. How macabre is Ginger Snaps? <laughs> it's hella macabre. It's mostly macabre. Mm-hmm. A lot of blood, people eating blood, pissing blood. Like pretending to... to like slit their wrists. The two sisters talking about their suicide pact. Making suicide photos, death photos. Like that's even before the supernatural stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say also a hundred. A hundred. Yeah, I think we can go a hundred for Macabre on this one. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go a hundred. Ugh, that scene where she's trying to cut off her tail. Ugh, Ugh. nasty. They um did you guys notice their pens, their bone novelty pens? I yes. did. Love those. I want those. Why go to Spencer's gifts? Uh, I miss Spencer's. In their ginger snap section. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> All right, next category. Wigs. On a zero to hundred. How would you rate the wigs? Are there wigs? I feel like Bridget. I did notice right away that I think Bridget, as, I noticed Bridget was wearing a wig. Right. Definitely. As the transformation went on, she definitely had more wig going on. You're talking about Ginger had a wig? Ginger, yeah. Well, but like but her hair sister. was so like dry and crusty. Like even in that scene where she was supposed to be like the hot girl walking down the hallways, I was like, your hair is so thirsty. <laughs> we need some conditioner. <laughs> she needed something. That's Canada for you. I guess it's hard. <laughs> the air is busy so making... cold and dry. Smear some poutine in that hair. <laughs> Give it some life. But there's not a big wig movie, I would say. No. I I am curious why Bridget was wearing a wig the whole time. Right? It was so weird. I think it might have been to make the sisters look more different because in real life, I think Emily Perkins's natural hair looks closer to Ginger's. Oh. But that seems like a bad choice to be like, let's make these two actresses who are supposed to play sisters look less like sisters. I think because Ginger is supposed to be the hot one, so she has to stand out more. Gotcha. All right. Because they really try to make Emily like a, a wallflower. Right. I still well, thought she was pretty, though. She's absolutely. Pretty. Gorgeous girls. <laughs> so what, would you give this, what would you give this for wigs? Uh, I didn't like the wigs, so I would say 30. 30. Yeah, I'm going to have to go low on wigs. There's not a lot. I'm going to say 15. 15. Uh, I'll give it a 12 on wigs. Given a score of 19. That's better than Windows <laughs> and Top Gun. All right, next category. <laughs> Quips. How quippy is Ginger Snaps? Ooh, 95. It's, wow. <laughs> wow, it's right, right, right off the thing. 
there's one that I wrote down, and it was the mean Canadian girl. She said, so sluts run in the family. Kel Shocker. And I was like, that's the Canada. That's the French Canadian in there for you. Remind you where you I wrote at. that one down, too. <laughs> it's a there's a one. few. There's a few fun ones in here. Uh, she uh-huh. screws a drug dealer. She's begging for negative attention. Oh, <laughs> uh, and they, they play a game. The sisters play a game with each other where they just roast other girls. And they, oh, right. yeah, at the very beginning, they're like, okay, cause of death, <laughs> um, uh, hydrogen peroxide, favorite excuse for losing her homework, her nail glitter did it. And I'm just <laughs> like, I love these women. <laughs> John, what are you going to give it for quips? For quips, I will go, uh, I'm going to go 86. 86. It's one of the quippier movies we've had, mm-hmm. I think. Because mm-hmm. it's been a desert of quips. I'm going to give it an 88. Mm-hmm. Give it an average of 89.67. That's quippier than Interview with the Vampire, okay. which only has a 15.67. <laughs> so there you go. All right, next category, vibrato. That is not a quippy movie. No, no, it's not. not. Uh, so vibrato, we use two. So there's the literal um, vibrato yes. and like the singing vibrato, but also we mean vibrato as in like an extra, like a sort of zhuzh, a little like more that's added to a moment or to something that you don't need it, but you love it. You like that it's there. Like for me, uh, I would say the evil high school teacher, the way he was just like, this is terrible. Yes. I'm scared and worried about, oh, like that's vibrato to me. Um, Absolutely. I also thought when they were like sneaking a cigarette in gym class in the in the beginning, like that seemed very like so much smoking. There's a lot of smoking in this movie, but like (laughs) moments like that to me feel very vibrato-y. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Every adult in this movie is doing something very extra. Yes. Um, that like you could tell they're like, have fun with this. Just have fun. (laughs) Like the school nurse describing menstruation so vividly. Yeah. The gore is pretty vibrato because there's like all the blood splatter is pretty extra. There's a lot of blood. So what what would you give this on a scale of zero to 100? I'd say 89. 89. Yeah, it's pretty vibrato. I'll go 88. 88. Um, to me, I think it could. I think it's mostly the dialogue. That dialogue is really fun. Um, let me give it 75. Okay. All right. This is the last of our first group of categories, footwork. How would you rate the footwork? So I think we have to consider footwork just like doing the work of that weird wolf creature who's on sure. all fours. So that's like, yes. I think would, would, would go into footwork. Absolutely. What Using your hands like as feet. The fight scenes. Like, do we think the fight sequences are like really well staged or? Well, I think they are like low budget. So they shoot in like really tight close ups and. They mm. smartly, you know, you have to make the choice not to show the werewolf too of much. Course. Right, right, right. <laughs> How much um, can we get away with? Yeah, I think they thread that needle nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't the most exciting. I would, I was, I wouldn't call this like. Although maybe I'm numb because I watched too many horror movies. Like I never thought this was like scary. Yeah. No, but I will say at the end, I was like, I really don't know what's going to happen. Which sure. Was fun. Yeah. This took, so this movie took that. a lot of turns. Do you remember the part at the end with the mom where she's just like, let's burn yes, the house down and start over? I just watched this over? last night. Yeah. What do you mean do I remember? <laughs> I watched it an hour ago. <laughs> I would thought the mom was going to say like, I'm a werewolf too or something. There was going to be some other element. <laughs> oh. I thought like, why is she being like so cool with finding fingers? You know what I mean? I was like, it's very strange. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that she was so ready to be like, it's cool. 
I'm we'll ready burn to the house over. down and start over. And and Bridget's like, what about dad? <laughs> dad was a drip. Yeah. Do we ever see dad anywhere other than at the dinner table with a glass of wine? I don't think so. Nope. And I think he has like two lines. Good. Connie, what are you going <laughs> to give this for footwork? Mm. Well, because of this movie, I now know what lycanthrope means. <laughs> So I'm going to say 75. 75. So that plays into footwork? No <laughs> word definitions? Well, because I feel like they were trying so hard. you don't so have to walk to the dictionary to find To uh, recreate, because they do change the rules of what makes werewolves. And so I feel like they tried really hard to put those rules into play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because they try silver, they try daylight, they try everything. And so, you know, she looks into books and stuff. and Right. Right. Sure, yeah, sure. That's footwork. <laughs> well, they say Doing the you research. Know, the yellow pages. You say, "Let your fingers do the walking." So exactly. maybe that's what so we're there saying. There you go. Uh huh. That works. John, what are you going to uh, do? I'm going to go footwork? 35, mostly for <laughs> the puppetry work with the beast. The beast looks great. I'm also yeah. going to give it 35. Give it an average of 48.33. That's more than Windows. Okay. All right, Connie. We are now into the wheel category. These are uh, also rands, we'll say. No, let's not say that. These are categories that other guests have brought in that have been added to the wheel. But they aren't bonus or canon. Okay. Well, sure. So John's going to spin it on your behalf. Waiting in the wings. Waiting in the wings. How much waiting in the wings is there? What well, exactly? Like teenagers, kind of, you know, like you're waiting for something to start. You're waiting for the classic is like showgirls. You're the understudy. You're waiting for your moment in the spotlight. Um, there's a little bit of that in that. Um, the mom has. There's a scene where the mom talks with Bridget, being like, "You'll get your turn soon." Mm, about her period. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Did you yeah. did you feel like you were waiting in the wings as you were a young teenage girl waiting for your period to appear? John, that is so inappropriate. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? She brought it I up. I got I got mine when I was 11. Oh, okay. congratulations. I was I was a little tomboy though and I was like, "Ugh, I don't want this." <laughs> like I was blooming kind of early and I was I was and I didn't want to. So it was just, for me, it felt icky and gross. So when I read about other girls being like, oh, God, I hope to get my period in titties soon. I was just like, ugh, <laughs> you could take mine. God. <laughs> it just felt uh, icky. And yeah. Like you're turning into a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you give this for waiting in the wings? I mean, there are like, not yet a woman, not, what's that Britney song? Still a girl. I'm not a girl, not yeah, yet it. a woman. She sings mm-hmm. around canyons and Monument Valley, I think, is where the music video takes place. Um, so what would you give this? Ginger snaps. Say 30%. 30. Because Ginger, like, they're the thing is, like, they're both late bloomers, but neither mm-hmm. of them wants it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Ginger's, like, 16, and she still hasn't gotten her period yet. Well, no, she late. just got it. And the 15-year-old, right? Isn't that it? Yeah. Well, but, like, 15's kind of late. Right. Most girls get it when they're 12 or 13. All so right. 15, 16 is kind of late. Like, in the movie Carrie, she's 16, and they're like, whoa, that's late to first yeah, get right. your period. Mm-hmm. And so the fact what's that... happening. Yeah. And so, like, the mom is just like, have you gotten your period yet? What's going on? So, yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense. I've been mm-hmm. waiting. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I'll go 33 for that. 
for menstruation. 33. Um, I'll give it 35, mostly because, you know, young girls waiting to become women, whether they want to or not. Mm-hmm. And literally the werewolf at times is waiting in the wings to jump out and get you. <laughs> All right. Wheel category number two. Spin that wheel, John. Dramatic smoking. Oh my god, boy, There's did you look out? Dramatic smoking Ugh. in this movie. <laughs> Mostly dramatic smoking. Oh man. When she takes a dra- a deep drag right before she gets her belly button pierced. Yeah. There's <laughs> all goes, them smoking in the back of the van. Smoking oh dope. hmm The drug dealer has very like dramatic smoking, like he's edgy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone smokes like it's a bar in the eighties and yeah. it's just so <laughs> They're my so salty. Goodness. Yeah. 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 Although you don't see any adults smoking, which I thought was interesting. Just bad teens. Mm. Yeah, just fucked up teens. <laughs> so what would you give this for a dramatic smoking? Mm, I'd say 50. 50? Uh, I'm going to go higher. I think because of all that smoking, I'm going to go, uh, I'll go 79. 79. I'm going to go 80. I think this is pretty much what we're talking about when we're talking about dramatic smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giving an average of 69.67. Wheel category number three, please. All righty. <laughs> Spin that wheel. Non-traditional murder weapon. Okay. okay. Boy, are you looking out here? Yeah. I mean, they had a lot of fun non-traditional uh, murder weapons in their like slideshow. They had like a white picket fence, a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. Um, the evil girl died by countertop. That's not traditional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically, although was that a murder though, or just an accident? That was well, an accident. Sure, they covered up. She's no longer living. So, I mean, it's it's murder adjacent. I understand that murder implies intent. Yeah. But still, um, also a werewolf is pretty uh, non-traditional. Not traditional. Being killed by a werewolf's jaws. Mm-hmm. The virus that sort of killed the people from within. Sure. That made um, a, werewolf. a werewolf gets killed by a van. That's true. Yeah. That's not too traditional. I mean, I guess for a wolf, it's probably. I mean, for not. a wolf, it's probably the most traditional. It's, it's in the top ten, at least. Yeah. Uh, so, what would you give? I think that's about it, though, right? Because once you get injected, they come up with that cure. That cure doesn't kill you. They just it cures you. What about it's the like belly button ring? That's sort of like an attempt, right? It's well, an attempt. attempt to cure, not murder. Gotcha. Okay. And he doesn't really do anything. Hmm. So what would you give this, Connie? Uh, uh, I'd say 50. 50. I'm going to go higher because they do do some fun stuff even in their like staging of things. So I'm going to go 68. 68. I'm going to go 57 for okay. all the things we've said before. And then right. now our final wheel category. And then after this, Connie, it will be time for you to add a category. Ooh. You knew this was coming. <laughs> Animal print. Wow, Connie, you couldn't have asked for a better three run. <laughs> Four categories. Well, besides the werewolves, there was also um, Bridget's like shower curtain was like a cheetah print. Yeah, I noticed mm-hmm. that. I was like, these girls are so badass. They're so cool. <laughs> right. There's I was also bothered the, the paw by... prints of the dogs. Those are animals and they left prints. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. I was disturbed by how nobody cared about the dead dogs. That was like disturbing to me. 
Yeah, and that's it like the opposite of Spielberg's rule. Right? <laughs> she literally kicks the dog, our hero. That was crazy. She ain't saving the cat. She's kicking the dog. That We should like ding her on footwork for that. <laughs> but it is footwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maybe animal print. Book kill the dog. Say that again. Um, oh, I was making a dumb joke about that. Uh, a moving writing book called Kill the Dog. There you go. <laughs> um, I'd say on animal print. Well, my thing in terms of animal is I know I love taxidermy, and they both sure. wear those bird skull necklaces. Oh yeah, all right. That aren't discreet at all. They're like big birds. Um, so I'm gonna give them a seventy. They probably got those at Anthropology. Oh my, Mark, you're such you're so jaded. <laughs> They're Canadian. They don't have anthropology. They probably shot those birds themselves. Yeah, oh, true. When they were hunting moose. Um, mm-hmm. What did you give it? A seventy. 70. Uh, I'll give 70. it a seventy as well. For 70. those necklaces, I'm taking your word for it. Um, I think just the fact that there's actual werewolves and that shower curtain, I'll give it a seventy-two. Mm. All right, Connie, the time has come for you to add a category which could become canon, but in the meantime, will just be added to the wheel. Mm. Um, does it, it has to be gay-centric? Well, it has to be, hope, ideally, a prism through which we can uh, <laughs> help judge how, how gay, gay a movie is. Movie is. Um, I want to say uh, weird line delivery. <laughs> like affected to line? Like, I think um, weird works. Sure. Weird yeah. line deliveries. Yeah. Gotcha. Because like all the adults have very interesting line deliveries. And um, just so many jaded teens. Yeah. All the teens are as wants to be James Dean. Um, <laughs> all the all the adults are having their comedic moments. The two leads are really good, and I believe that they're sisters. Like they, I believe mm-hmm. they sell it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say on line delivery. Uh, weird line delivery. I want to say seventy-five. Seventy-five. Uh, I'll give it more than that. I'll give it an eighty-one. Eighty-one. Ooh. Yeah, it's weird you didn't create a category that this could score a hundred <laughs> in, but that's your choice. Um, that's who you are. <laughs> I'll give it a seventy. <laughs> All right, so we're in our final round of categories. This is bonus. The bonus round. So you, the movie will not be penalized for not having uh, these, but it's going well on these, but we'll just be a bonus. bonus. So you're going to give it a score of zero to five percent bonus, and then we will it'll we'll take the average of all three of ours. So the first bonus category is makeover montage. Mm. Okay, there was that mon- that montage early on, like when uh, Brigitte was like cu- crossing off the days for when Ginger would have her period next. And at the end of that was mm-hmm. when uh, Ginger first appeared with her gray hairs. So there's something mm-hmm. sort of like a montage led to someone having a new hairstyle. Also, there's yeah. the montage where they're making the monk's wood intercut mm-hmm. with Ginger trapped in the bathroom, but not much of a makeover, really. I guess they made the shot, but that's about it. Well, you see her slowly turning into a wolf. Like when she, you see her shaving her legs and then there's all of a sudden there's like a thorn growing out of her foot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was creepy. And she has a tail that's getting longer and waggier. Uh, she's growing fur. She's growing nails, teeth. I'd say 65. Well, zero to zero five to percent. Five. Oh, zero to five. Oh, that's right. Um, five. Five. I'm going to go one. 
Um, I'll go one as well. I didn't think there was that much. Given an average of 2.33 and makeover montage. Uh, okay. So the next category, angry phone hangups. I didn't clock any angry, any <gasps> phone hangups, but there was a lot of like slamming of doors and like, like turning on your heel and like stomping away. That was like unto a phone hangup. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like that yeah. energy, that, that feeling, that sort of like definitive punctuation. A slamming of the door. Comments. Yeah. Like it's there in spirit. The cold never bothered me anyway. Boom. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. When Ginger leaves her sister, she goes, if he rapes you, don't come crying to me. That yeah. is a bad sister. That is not <laughs> yeah. a good sister. Yeah. And, Especially uh, in front of the guy, because then he's like, oh, well, that's one person <laughs> she won't go crying to. <laughs> uh, so what are you going to give this for angry phone hangups, Connie? Mm-hmm. 75. So zero, zero to five. five. God damn it. Sorry. So I'm sorry. You're okay. Four. 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 That makes sense. I'm going to go one just because it's more in spirit than in actuality. I will also give it a, a one. All right. Next bonus category. Titular theme song. Is there a titular? There's nothing. Ginger snaps. There's no like song, but there is like a, a, a like a theme on the soundtrack. I saw that. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. The music is very dated. It's all like Prodigy. Yeah. If you ever played that PlayStation game, if you ever played the PlayStation game Wipeout, this is that. (laughs) Um, what would you give this for titular theme song, Connie? Well, they don't have a song where you hear the word "ginger snaps" like you would in a Bond movie. Mm -hmm. So I would give it a two. Two. I give it a one just because I know there's like a, a musical theme in it. Um, I'll also give it a one. All right, next one. Fun fonts. Okay, here's something I wrote in this category. There's two sections of opening credits to this movie, right? Well, there's the very yeah. opening, which is the production companies, and then there's the cold open with the kid in the sandbox, cut to the scream, and then the proper credits. I feel like I was like, wait, we're wa- I, I, we definitely watched, I definitely watched two opening credits for this movie. I remember thinking that. Sure, but the like font you referring to the one where it's where the photography, the yes. photography one. Okay, yeah, like once that once those hit, I was like, this movie's already started. Like, why are we watching this? I felt like I well, already. Do you have that there. problem in a James Bond movie where it says, you know, the MGM well, lion? Remember, he starts no, I, and then the title I know that sequence. That's different. It's felt too long to get from one to the other. I guess. <laughs> you ever seen a James Bond movie? There's like I a seven have, minute yes, action have... sequence. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> Connie, what are you going to give this for fun fonts? I didn't really notice fonts. Everything seemed very party of five to me. Um, I'll give it a one. <laughs> Ouch. With I'll that crayon it... underneath it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give it two because also she didn't have to like fake her mom's handwriting at that one point. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm also going to give it a two. Because they are very 2000s, but in a way at the time that does, it feels of a time, mm-hmm. which is fun. So next category, cheerworthy cameos. Well, you've already mentioned it. Sounds like right. Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless is a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Is that, or I think that's it. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I think everyone else rises above cameo status. Thank you. <laughs> Congrats, cast of Digital Well Sims. done. <laughs> Socialism at work. Thank you, Canada. <laughs> 
Uh, Connie, so what are you going to give this for cheerworthy cameos? Um, I just found out about the Lucy Lawless one today, and it's wonderful. I have to rewatch it now to hear it. Um, so I'm going to give it a five. Five. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'll give it a two for that. Two. Uh, two? <laughs> hey, that's my line. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> Three. <laughs> exactly. Now we've all said it. <laughs> this right. is post Xena. <laughs> yeah. Pre Battlestar Galactica. But we don't like seeing her Xena. I guess it's hard the... to cheer. Yeah. All right. Next well, one. Pool trouble. Well, this is Canada. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why would they have a pool? Exactly. They're playing street hockey. That's all they're playing. Hockey, hockey, hockey. We're in Canada. There is the one pool of blood that the uh, <laughs> sure, that's Bridget true. drinks from. Which oh, is right. Gross. And then she spits it back up. Ugh, that's so nasty. I always feel bad for those actors. Like, you have to, we're going to pour this fake blood on the floor and you have to eat it. Yeah, but you have to like pretend you're like consumed by it and like yeah, eating it. It's not just passionate. like you're eating it, you're just like hungering for it. Nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But that was, I don't think that, uh, what would you give this for pool trouble, Connie? Well, Canada. So one one i'll do one as well for pool of blood one i will also do a one all right next one sassy best friend i mean they're suicidal they each have suicidal best friends ginger's really sassy she's like you know as she starts to werewolf she definitely gets sassy she's sassy from the beginning they're both so like Mm -hmm. they are constantly sneering and rolling their eyes Mm mm-hmm it's hard because there's like two main characters. Yeah. And they're each other's best friends. Mm-hmm. So. A real Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Like there's no Iago Jafar here. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not. Thank God. <laughs> so what would you give this for zero to five? I guess five. Five. Uh, I'll go four because they're more suicidal than sassy. <laughs> Is there anything sassier than suicide? Yes. Well, they do mouth off to their mom. They tell her mm-hmm. to. Doesn't she tell her to have a? She's like, oh, have a fit. She tells her to have a fit. <laughs> so I was rude. just like, oh Jesus! The mouth on that child. No. Speaking of mouths, <laughs> bold lip is the category. I think the boldest lip is that werewolf snarling. Yeah, that's a pretty mm-hmm. bold. Werewolves have pretty bold lips, I would say. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know why they're wet all of a sudden either? Well, maybe they drool. Dogs drool a lot, but not yeah, from maybe their they're face. Not good at swallowing. Excuse me. Maybe they're bad at swallowing. <laughs> I either. won't call them back then. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I don't know if they're how. It was all the makeup was all like the glamour makeup yeah, was all pretty muted. Really crazy, yeah. It's such like a sad world, like these like uh, suburbs and like the orange light at night. It was just like mm-hmm. there was a bleakness to everything. So, what would you mm-hmm. give this for zero to five? Mm, I'd say I guess one. One. Yeah, I'll do one for the werewolf. I'm gonna go two for the werewolf. That's okay. a pretty bold lip. Sure, sure. All right, next category: witches. I mean, they kind of try to do like find a potion and there's, I mean, yeah. there's a supernaturalness to all of this. So even though it's like werewolves, there's sort of like a witchiness about it. Well, they, they literally do. make a potion and the mom at one point is wearing a sweatshirt with a witch on it. 
That's true. <laughs> I did notice. Oh, that. she's wearing jack o' lantern earrings. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a witch, very Connie. Witchy. But it's that's witchy. very witchy. To that's wear Halloweeny, as... I would say. Okay. I just now thought it was really hair. funny. What? Really it's fun. a podcast. What else are we supposed to do? <laughs> Good point. Um, but I think like literally making a potion. But they make it super nineties, and that you have to shoot it up. I think that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to wear, you have to use it while wearing your CK one. Yeah. Your flannel and your Tommy shirt. jeans. Yeah. yeah. And your boyfriend's flannel boxers. Yeah. And blasting Alanis Morissette. So what would you give this for witches? Um, well, considering there aren't really any witches, I do like a good procedural. So I would say two. Two. Yeah, I'm also going to give it a two. Two. Uh, I'm also going to give it a two. Twos across the board. Yeah. All right, next category. Connie, on a scale of zero to five percent, how Korean is Ginger Snaps? Oh, didn't this movie premiere in South Korea? Did it? Sure. I don't know. know. That's what what it says on the internet. The janitor. Was that? I was trying to Google that actor's (laughs) name to find out if he was Korean. I couldn't tell. I th- was he Korean? I thought he was Japanese. His I don't name know. is I did Google is this Pak actor Kong Korean? Ho. Yeah. Oh, I think he might be Korean. Okay. But is he? Is there anything else about the movie that's Korean? You're Korean, Connie. I am very Korean. I've been saying that. Connie's very Korean. (laughs) So I will trust you. If you say this is Korean. Her family's in Diamond Bar. (laughs) But yeah, it's weird. It says that it uh, premiered in South Korea. Am Am I insane? I'd trust you. I think that's right. Initial release, May 11, 2001, South Korea. Were there any okay. themes in it that resonated to you as a Korean American? Um, I guess, I mean, always feeling on the outside. Okay, and otherness. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and then like, what's interesting with these girls is like when they get their period, they're not sure what's normal and what's not because they're mm. also turning into werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> so that feels Korean to you. Well, it's just this sense of like you see what's happening to other people and you're not sure what's supposed to be happening to you. Yeah. Gotcha. So that I get. And um lots of yelling. So if any of you have seen a <laughs> Korean drama, we love to yell. Well, I love this insight because normally we're just shooting <laughs> no, in the dark. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you give this for zero to five percent for how Korean is it? I would say four. Four. You say four, I'm going four. I'm going to say four, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next category, felt. How much felt is in this movie? I don't know about felt, but I do remember at one point, Ginger wears a velvet skirt. Sure. There's, I think there's some, like, um, uh, like a uh, plat, like not plaid, but you know, flannel. What I'm talking about. Uh, flannel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that you, because it was all like um, practical effects, I'm sure some felt was used in uh, some of the those dead stuff. dogs looks pretty felty. A yeah, lot those of dead times. dogs. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I was so glad they look did not look realistic. Yeah, no. you just see the paw, you don't see the head yeah, or anything, right. which is like an exaggerated like skeleton mm-hmm. page. <laughs> um, but that was about it, really. So, what yeah. would you give this for felt? Mm, let's say like one one i'm gonna go three 
Three. Uh, I'm going to split the difference. Give it a two. Mm-hmm. All right. Next category. Gay actors playing gay roles. Well. There's no gay roles in that. There's so. no gay roles. So I guess we have to go zero. Zero, Connie. How do you feel? I think zero. Zero. Fair enough. Giving it a zero. All right. Next category. Themes of mothers. Ooh. So yeah, so like their relationship with their mother is a big thing. The that's whole like menstruation is part of it. And yes. That's like motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a purpose now, girl. Now suddenly, <laughs> good thing we didn't drown you at birth. Um, um, so it's pretty heavy in the motherhood, yeah. I think. Yeah, I well also the mother's like never not on their side, right? Mm-hmm. So what would you give this? Like when she finds oh, yeah. out that her daughters might be killing people, she's just like, <laughs> we'll burn fuck it, let's down. go on the run. She's yeah. like, we got this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would say she's no stage five. Mom. Five? Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. go five as well. Why not? Uh, I'm going to go four, because ultimately the movie isn't about motherhood. It's about sisters. Okay. Um, who wouldn't exist without mothers, but what are you going to do? Sure, All right, sure. next category. A feels song. Is there a song in Ginger Snaps that puts you in your feels? Yes. There is? What song? What song? Wait, what, when you say feels, what exactly does that mean? You know, like uh total It could be like emotional and sad, or it could be like it gets you excited and pumped up. It's just like a song oh. that you would like use to like get you to a place emotionally. Oh, absolutely. Um <laughs> The part where she the song that's playing when she's getting her belly button pierced. <laughs> sure. Very like chamber there might as well be monks chanting in the background music. <laughs> like enigma <laughs> yes mm-hmm. yeah so what would you give this <sighs> i'd say 4.5 4.5 uh i didn't check i didn't clock that song when i watched it but i'll take your word for it give it a one for that <laughs> i'll take your word for it and give you a quarter of that <laughs> <laughs> um i'm also gonna give it a one there wasn't much all right. I guess I felt nostalgia at times because it sounded so dated and it reminded me mm-hmm. of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next one. Gossip. How gossipy is this movie? It is oh, pretty gossipy. It's pretty gossipy. I mean, it's a high school movie. Yeah, they start like, out with gossip. Mm-hmm, with like, I overheard them just talking shit about you, about how you're going to die. Yeah. Gossip is like the like, currency of the world. The missing way. child. And they're like, I think she's dead. And da, 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 I heard this. There's a yep. lot of gossip in this movie. What's so funny is when that one girl goes missing and they announce it, this one t- guy in the school turns to another guy's like, you know, she's dead. <laughs> Just like, the fuck are kids that mean? Everyone's awful. In this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what would you give this for Gossip Connie in zero to five? Five. Five. I'm going to go four. Four. Uh, I'm also going to go four. All right. Well, now how much fun. more gossip do you need? <laughs> News work? I mean, I need network? bye-bye, birdie. What's the story? <laughs> oh. Morning glory. What's the word? I mean, bird. Uh, that's just a song. Um, <laughs> that is gossip. Just Put a song. song. How just dare song. you? Bye-bye, birdie. Bye-bye, Connie is more like it. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is over. <laughs> all right. It's almost over. We're in the final Here, show. So finally, this is an all or nothing category. You either get... Zero or 15% bonus for positive portrayals of homosexuality. Since we don't think really have any, we don't think it, I don't think it gets I don't think we can do do it. And then finally, negative 50% if this is the movie cruising. 
This is not the movie Cruising, so it will not be docked 50% of its points. All right, Connie. So out of a total possible 2,420.12 points, Ginger Snaps has scored 1,571.12, giving it a percentage of 64.92, making it the 11th gayest movie (laughs) of all time. Not as gay as Meet Me in St. Louis, but gayer than 9 to 5. Wow. Really? Wow. Here the nine to five. That well, is it's pretty campy, that quippy, That's and I true. think it's the surly girls is what like Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sisterhood, you know. The attitude. The mm-hmm. nihilism. <laughs> exactly. Especially well, the nihilism. Uh, you didn't crack the top ten, yelling. Connie, but a good effort. Mm-hmm. Made a great by, showing. But an indie Canadian horror movie from the year two thousand. <laughs> Aren't you glad you saw it? I'm, I'm very glad I saw, I saw it. it. I, think it's I really very, it's liked on, it. I think everyone should. It is a fun time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's free on Amazon right now. It's free on numerous platforms. <laughs> <laughs> it's even on Crackle, if you can believe it's it. It's on oh, Crackle. Right. It's on Tubi. Check it out. Have a blast. 40 installments on Quibi. Yeah. <laughs> so, Connie, as we wrap up, is there anything you would like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Um... Uh, check out Cartoon Network. My hopefully, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but In hopefully, about a month. okay. So hopefully, my episode of Thundercats Roar will be out by then. What's the title of your episode? Um, oh, damn it, <laughs> it's on IMDb. I'm we'll sure get we it. Can, <laughs> we can look it up. It's on, it, it'll be on IMDb. Well, there's there's two episodes. Okay, it, uh, you'll see. You'll see. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Connie. We really appreciate it. Yeah, so much fun. And Thanks for having me. We'll be right back. We're back. That, that was, was a lot fun. of fun. That was very fun. We did that. I thought you were going to talk, and I thought, <laughs> I thought, you, then, then you we thought both I was going to talk. This is what happened, um, John? You don't yeah. watch a lot of horror movies. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't seek them out. I guess a lot, although I don't dislike them. <laughs> um, uh, so I, you don't watch a lot of horror movies. So I guess I guess what you were saying is correct. I do not watch a <laughs> yeah, lot of horror okay. movies, but I really did like this movie. Um, it's fun. I don't think of myself as not watching horror movies. I guess I don't naturally. Uh, I'm not actually drawn to them, but every time I watch them, I think that was fun. You gotta watch Death Spa. Everyone out there, watch Death Spa. It's worth the three dollars on Amazon Prime. Okay, can you give us like a quick little? Here's it's it Death. Is. It's a, a horror movie in a late 1987 uh, Hollywood at the hottest cl- fitness club in LA. Oh, perfect! <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it sounds like a lot of great celebrity cameos in that one. Not a one. Not <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Speaking of perfect. Uh, speaking of perfect, we got some uh, reviews. Thank you. Good segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an iTunes review from Andrew Rubin, 1995. He gives us five stars and says, hello, huge fan of the show. I listen every week. My coworkers were skeptical at first. And then he says, I work construction, so I work with a lot of macho bro type guys. But soon they were laughing Please. along with me. Love the new scoring <laughs> system. Always leaves me wanting more. Thank you. Well, thank you, Andrew. Isn't that nice? Don't you love the idea of a bunch that of construction not... workers, broy construction workers laughing at us? Along with us. With us. With us. Always we have agency. I know how to use a hammer too, you know. You know, I don't make a big <laughs> deal out of it. 
<laughs> you don't get paid for it. No, I could. How hard is it? What's the learning curve on a hammer? <laughs> Five minutes? This goes in one direction, really. Yeah, I think I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, that, thank right. you for writing it in. Either thank way. you for writing it in. We appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to think about you guys when we record our next episode. Uh, all right. Now we have an email from Eric. He says, Okay, I've been giving this a lot of thought. I think Grease 2 deserves a high score in vibrato, but I also think it has to get docked 10% of that score based solely on Maureen Teefy's unabashed, straight tone delivery of You'll Be a Mighty Soldier, her solo line in Let's Do It for Our Country. <laughs> You'll be a mighty Staying silent on this topic was starting to make me feel like I'm, quote unquote, part of the problem. Wow. Uh, well, thank you, Eric, for letting us know and unburdening yourself. Uh, I don't think you're part of the problem. No, I think I'm just recognizing that at all is part of the solution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Calling attention to it. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll slip in a little sound cue right now so people will know exactly what you're talking about. You'll be a mighty soldier. But uh, it is the re- it's now on the record, Eric. So thank you for uh, yes. letting us know. And it did score number one, so it's doing fine. Yeah, it's doing fine. It's okay. Yeah, um, that's it. Uh, you guys, if you have anything else you want to get off your chest, unburden yourself of any other opinions, things you want to let us know, uh, you can email us at two old queens. That's t w o old queens at gmail dot com. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens T W O Old Queens. Uh, follow me on Letterbox because I maintain the current uh, standings list on there. It's a fun little app. Get into it. Get into uh, it. We don't know what we're doing next week yet. Come on, guys. It's we're in quarantine. Okay. We're it's doing right. the best we can. But follow us on these social apps, and you will know. There. You will know the Plenty Saturday, the weekend before. Yep. Sometimes I'm a day late because I forget. It's all right. It's hard to know what days are these days. What are, what is time? It's yeah. A great David Bowie song. <laughs> I think that's enough. <laughs> I think that's enough. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Good Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Goodbye. We didn't get that right. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.